0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's
1: BlueberryWithNoEase.com.
0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. welcome to transpersonal radio Transpersonalradio.com. real talk for real life inspiring podcasts exploring personal empowerment, empowerment. and transformation through parapsychology spirituality and how your thoughts Uh-oh. upload your reality And now your host Angela Angela L Gibson today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This is part two of two with Mark Allen Frost, Seth Returns. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you might want to listen to that one before listening to part two. So Mark, do you consider yourself a psychic or medium or a channeler? Is there a difference to you?
1: Well, because people call me a psychic, I use that term, uh, because... Um, People call me a channeler. I use that term. Um, I would say, from my perspective, what I do is I use um, what you might call shamanistic techniques uh, to access altered states of consciousness. Um, I like to use the term shamanistic because I don't—I'm not a shaman, but I use some of their uh, technologies. Hey. Yes, um, but you can call me whatever
0: you want. So. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, yeah, I was just curious because um, I think really well a little circling back to what we were talking about earlier, your being, your ability to channel Seth is a unique experience for you. It's not like you were already working in the field as a medium or a psychic or a channeler and another entity came through and it just happened to be this one. This was a very unique experience. For
1: you. Oh yeah, it is. It's definitely a unique experience. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's sort of after the fact that I uh, learned about the experiences of other people who have these contact experiences. Uh, the non-physical beings come to get you, is the way <laughs> I would describe it. And if you're ready, uh, you develop a collaborative um, partnership. If you're not ready, it can, um, well, it can destroy you. It can drive you crazy. But if you're stable enough and you have uh, supports, community supports, relationship support, mm-hmm. you can develop these types of uh, projects with your non-physical friends.
0: That's a beautiful way to put it, and I'm I'm really happy you brought that up because. There always is this fine line between, you know, is this the DSM four, well five now, is this the DSM five uh, description of psychotic behavior or multiple personality disorder or, you know, all these different uh, disassociated identity, disassociative identity. So it and it really becomes important to be able to say, uh, you know, and for me personally as well, I've been through multiple background checks and multiple. Uh, psychiatric evaluations to be in law enforcement. And I've been given a clean bill of of health my entire life through all the different times that I've had to go through testing. And so I know that I'm perfectly sane, but yet I definitely am able to, to channel and to do mediumship and contact disembodied spirits. So it's really, you know, again, you come back to that and I think this is what you were touching on earlier when you said, "Well, you know, I had this plan. I was just going to be in, you know, a family marriage, a, ther- a family marriage and family therapist, and have some hypnotherapy to sort of underpin my work." But never in my wildest dreams did I imagine I was going to go out into this, you know, become a channeler of this entity. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yes. I've been tested also, and I'm perfectly sane. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a related note. Um, I found in my uh, collaboration with Seth that uh, a lot of his clients uh, more than you'd expect have experienced uh, trauma Mm.
0: and
1: I think um, this goes to what happens with people uh, children uh, usually who experience trauma and that is that the consciousness, uh, you dissociate, basically. You project your consciousness out of your body uh, so that you can tolerate what's going on. Exactly. Uh, It's sort of uh, in uh, you're trying to preserve yourself, your sanity, etc., etc. So that over time you learn how to dissociate. You basically learn how to go into trance. So now as adults, um, people are trying to heal themselves, they're becoming aware of the trauma they experienced as children, uh, trauma and neglect, and how to process that and live with that and learn from that. Um, that's basically what I'm doing with uh, this Seth's material uh, with his help, and that's what Seth teaches his clients to do in our uh, phone conversations how to process uh, the ne- negative experiences from the past.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm. So let's let's circle back again and talk a little bit more about Seth entity, human counterparts, and what that means and who it refers to. You touched on it earlier, but let's get in there a little bit more.
1: Well, let's see. Um, right. In its most simplest form, if you're interested in Seth uh, and you're drawn to his met- messages and he seems to speak the truth to you uh, if you resonate uh, with these words that I'm talking about about Seth you're probably part of the Seth entity uh, some people are afraid of the word entity but mm-hmm. Seth told me to continue using it so I do um, it's not an entity in terms of what Seth calls the, the negative media uh, the books that portray entities as all diabolical, uh, It's an, an entity just means a family of consciousness. It means that um, you are exploring physical reality uh, as an envoy, you might say, of uh, what Seth also calls the entity, the oversoul, and you are uh, looking for other members of this oversoul, and so you perhaps meet them. Uh, let's say you come to one of our uh, expo lectures, and you we look into each other's eyes, and we're familiar with each other, although we haven't met. This happens to me every time I do a lecture. <laughs> I see familiar people that I've never met. Uh, Seth would say that you are uh, keeping an appointment with a Seth entity human counterpart. Uh, and if you're open to it if the ego intellect can be put to the side and the soul allowed to perceive uh, the soul of this other person uh, you make contact and you um, join this soul family uh, in this existence uh, the same collective that you're in in all of your existences does that make sense
0: it makes perfect sense fantastic So, Mark, for those not yet familiar with your books or with the messages of Seth, what are a few of the most salient pieces of information Seth would like to share with us?
1: Well, let me see. I would say, first of all, um, his precept, uh, his uh, primary suggestion, Uh, all of his material are basically suggestions. directed at the subconscious uh, to open people up uh, to, the, uh, to the inner world uh, is that uh, you create uh, your own reality. Absolutely. Now, in his books with us, uh, he talks about uh, the personal reality field. He likes field theory, meaning that, uh, for example, you're an individual human. Uh, you have the most uh, control, let's say, the most effects over uh, the reality within a, what he calls a 50-foot radius. Uh, that's your field. Uh, beyond that, uh, others have the most control. But on on the edges, on the perimeters of your uh, personal reality field, uh, everything is connected so that the... Uh, he calls them consciousness units. He's coming in a little bit here to help me describe this. The uh, consciousness units are the energy elements of which you and everything else in your reality are composed, and they're telepathic, and they're also holographic, meaning one is contained within the all, uh, and all is contained within the one. Uh, so this accounts for uh, the telepathic network uh, cohesiveness that connects you to everything that exists. Uh, so when you look out your window, for example, as Mark is doing, he sees a tree. Um, but you could also say that the, the tree looks in through the window to see Mark because you're co-creating one another here. Uh, and essentially, what I'm saying is when you... Look out and see your reality. Uh, You are seeing all that is. You are seeing everything that exists. Uh, And my main message to humanity at this time, uh, believe that, uh, take advantage of it by creating your world through loving understanding, primarily. Beautiful. Uh, Does that make sense?
0: It does, and you actually just answered a question for me that I've had for decades. And I'll, I'll just get into it briefly, but I was a follower of Sylvia Brown for a very long time. And she talks a lot about having blueprints, that we create blueprints when we're on the other side that maps out our life that we decide to live when we when we incarnate into physical form. And oftentimes addictions are a symptom of being off the path of your blueprint, for example. One of the questions I always had was, well, whose blueprint takes precedence, right? So if I'm in a family, who, you know, does my father's blueprint override my blueprint? How does that, how does it all work? Where does one end and the other begin? And now you just explained this to me so eloquently with the 50-foot radius that, that just started to resonate with me so much and it just, things just started to click into place. And I was like, ah, there it is.
1: Yeah, so it works for me also. He calls these, uh, terms, uh, essential metaphors. Uh, they are uh, magical. If you open up and take them in and embody them, uh, you learn how to create a magical life for yourself. Uh, but the main thing is to open up uh, in a loving way. Um, love is at the base of his philosophy. and. When I talk to people about, uh, when I answer their questions, is this the real Seth, Um, I I always talk about his emphasis on uh, loving understanding uh, in the creation of positive realities. When he spoke with Jane Roberts and her husband, it was more of a scientific approach and they sort of kept the soul out of it. Mm even though uh, Seth Speaks was subtitled um, The Eternal Validity of the Soul, they didn't print his discussions on soul. So he's rectifying that now in his books with us. Uh, The main topic is soul. Uh, The main subject is uh, the reality creation uh, of soul.
0: Excellent. and what, how, how does Seth describe the soul?
1: Let me see. how would I describe that? Well, Seth is, um, mm, he speaks in terms of uh, an oversoul, uh, an entity. Uh, and what occurs in humans is that uh, you have a, mm, you receive an impulse. Um, let me first say here's another element that uh, Seth is putting into his theory Uh, apparently we are uh, uh, born in star energy and then we are sort of cast off Uh, we cast off a bit of uh, our essence uh, that goes into the consciousness of a, a child let's say, a child being born and you have a sort of um, agenda, you might say. Uh, you will develop into uh, a child and an adult that will experience uh, a particular trajectory of lessons uh, and issues. Uh, but because of free will, uh, you can go either way with it. Uh, you can completely... Uh, avoid your issues and not learn yes. your lesson. Uh, but you risk having to come back later and address those issues in another body, mm-hmm. in another life. Um, I would say the soul is that aspect of consciousness that looks at you in your lives and notes how you're doing. And then when you make your transition, you you die, in other words, Uh well, first of all, the big surprise you don't die. Yes. <laughs> you wake up on the other side, and usually if you have regrets, you really have regrets. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: if some if you were kept from doing something out of fear, something you really wanted to do, you really have a regret. Mhm. Uh right. if you if you didn't express love where it was appropriate, you really regret that. Yes. Uh, so that's, the soul is that aspect of consciousness that notes uh, you're addressing your issues and learning your lessons. I would I would say that's briefly what it is.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So Mark, talk to us a little bit about Seth's teachings on future lives and current lives. What are future lives? What are current lives? And how did these concepts work with reincarnation or past lives?
1: Well, let's see. That's a... T- That's an hour there. (laughs) Let me see if I can do it in a minute. I Seth has a theory of simultaneous existences. He maintains that, uh, let's say, you you are living, let's say, 20,000 lives past, present, and future. Uh, Everything happens at once. All of your lives are happening now. But because you're in this, uh, the third dimension, he calls it, Earth existence, within space and time, uh, you think in terms of uh, one event following another, sequential time. Uh, But that's uh, a mirage, a facade. What's really going on is everything is happening right now in this current moment. So when you or I, because we know how to go into trance and explore, The non-physical world, when we go into trance, we can direct our uh, consciousness to explore a past life let's say. Yes. And we do access that literal past life. Uh, It's not uh, a vision, it's not a hallucination. We are uh, exploring that past life. Also, if we want to explore uh, other current lives that we're uh, that are in existence in this current time frame, we can do that in the trance state. Your oversoul puts out uh, aspects of itself into multiple humans, so that if you were to meet one of these counterparts in physical reality, uh, Seth said that you would have uh, uh, rapturous emotion for them because they would be uh, just like you, in a different body, however. So you might fall in love with them, and they'd be your soulmate. mate. Uh, so other current lives, and also future lives. Um, in our book on his um, autobiography, um, uh, he's giving you some information he wants to tell you here. Well, he has a story about his one of his existences that happens centuries in the future, in which he's a he's a woman who is determining uh, the specifics of a child that she will give birth to. Uh, All of the specifics are dreamed into existence. He maintains that that's the way uh, it is done, the way it was done, um, and that uh, women primarily, but men secondarily can dream into existence specifics about their children Uh, in this future existence that he talks about, however, um, people in the future apparently go back to the old ways of doing things because uh, modern technology has failed them. Um, So this is in the fourth century, I think, or the fourth millennium. Um, Am I answering this question?
0: Yes, it's beautiful, And, and I'm actually visualizing while you're speaking, I'm visualizing these these ideas and it when you were talking about the future lives current lives past lives sort of the concurrent lives that uh, also resonated with me it's similar to what we talk about as a soul pod right so it's yes it's beautiful so mark let's talk a little bit about good humor and the flow state and how that helps us
1: the flow state and good humor yes Well, this speaks to um, what I was doing before Seth came into my life. I had a hypnotherapy practice. I called it deep humor hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. I would help people who had health issues primarily, uh, but also relationship issues and so on to achieve positive states of consciousness to address their issues. meaning that I would hypnotize them and ask them to experience their life uh, when they were a child and uh, enjoying a fun day, let's say, a creative fun uh, day. Uh, When you do that, your consciousness begins to heal itself and then the body begins to heal itself. So I, I used to get a lot of spontaneous healings from people Uh, doing this type of work.
0: Fantastic. Uh,
1: Yes.
0: Does that make sense? It does. Now, I'm really excited to hear about your new project that you have coming up right now that you're working on with Seth called the Seth Book of Natural Healing. I think that's sort of what you're talking about uh, just now with spontaneous healing. So talk to us about your project with Seth, this new project.
1: Well, it's going to be a uh, I'm gonna call it a resource work for people to turn to. I think it's going to have uh, an internet component, a printed book component. Uh, I'm not sure how it's gonna come out, but the idea is to, as we go to these various expos and lectures, we're gonna ask people who have health issues to participate anonymously. We're going to put into place um, a system for them to create sort of a, a case study on themselves and chart their healing uh, path through uh, taking Seth's advice because he's going to uh, be sort of this uh, uh, etheric practitioner and help each of the. Uh, case studies, the people in the work to address their health issues. Then we're going to chart their healing path um, and they're going to hopefully uh, contribute to this uh, resource that anyone can uh, tune into on the internet or uh, through the printed material.
0: Outstanding.
1: Yes. it's, uh, It's logical outcome of some things that uh, Seth has talked about in well in all of his books he's done with us he touches on his theory of natural healing meaning um, you heal yourself mm-hmm. uh, and you you basically um, imbue um, in substances let's say innocuous substances Mm -hmm. uh, with magical properties and you uh, alter your belief system uh, such that these charged um, substances um, heal your body.
0: Fantastic and it's so it's so interesting I've heard several times now as we've been talking uh, I don't know if you're aware or not but my my radio show Transpersonal Radio the whole underpinning of that show is your thoughts upload your reality. Your thoughts create your reality. And this is something that I'm hearing as a common theme here with Seth.
1: Yes, that's, that's definitely the way uh, we look at it also. Uh, specifically, he says that your uh, <clears throat> consciousness uh, projects creative energy in the form of consciousness units through Your belief system and imprints your reality uh, with it so that what you see as an objective reality is actually the outcome of uh, your energy through a belief system so if you can find a way to alter your belief system towards the positive towards abundance let's say or self-healing you begin to witness that Uh, so it's believing rather than seeing something and believing it, believing something and seeing it.
0: And I can absolutely attest to that personally because I have been dealing with a chronic health issue all my life and it finally uh, brought me to my knees. I had a couple near-death experiences. I won't get into all that right now, but speaking particularly to this, I had a team of cardiologists and neurologists and they said that I was going to have to be on pharmacological medications for the rest of my life and I I said, well, I don't accept that story. That's not going to, going to be my story. So I understand I have to take this medication right now, and it did, it saved my life, and it, it stabilized me, and it helped keep me on this physical plane. But from the first day of taking it, I said this will be a limited time, and I've been successfully off medication for quite some time now and doing doing quite well.
1: I agree. Yeah, That's the way to do it. We're in physical bodies. We're in physical reality. We're... Uh, in what you might call the medical model here in the West. We're not in the uh, so-called primitive culture where we can go to the shaman and be healed spontaneously. Uh, but we can remember what that's like mm-hmm. because we've all experienced those lives in so-called primitive cultures. And we all have that in our DNA. We all know how to connect with spirit and be healed. Uh, that's the basis of this um, new book we're writing on natural healing.
0: And that's the truth. I love it. So, Mark, out of all the books that you've channeled for Seth so far, which one took you most by surprise?
1: By surprise? Mm-hmm. Well, let me see. Well, let me see. I, I would say the second book, um, the next chapter in the evolution of the soul, because I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to do it. It was after Cass uh, left the project, and I had um, doubts. I guess you could say the ego intellect was... Mm-hmm. Uh, it wanted me to go back to the way things were <laughs> when life was more stable.
0: And that's natural, right? It's its humans seek comfort in, in what they're used to, their patterns.
1: Yes, exactly. Seth so, says so, so that your ego intellect helps you to, to create uh, normalcy, the status quo reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the the second book uh, was amazing because it came out without stress, and at the end of it, I was in a, um, a higher frequency, I guess you would call it, uh, because of that. Because I was doing the exercises that Seth was talking about, uh, I was contacting him regularly. I was also tuning into other non-physical beings, <laughs> wow. a lot of them. Fantastic. Uh, and this is a book for people to read if they want to um, contact their own guides if they haven't done it so far. Uh, this is the one to read of the books we've done with South.
0: Excellent, excellent. And which book is your favorite?
1: Uh, let me see. Well, I would say the uh, latest book. Um, the Reality Creators Handbook. It's a small volume. It's only 100 pages. But Seth tried to uh, consolidate his entire teaching into uh, these very powerful messages. And this uh, simple system uh, that anyone can use, not... Not necessarily someone that even knows who Seth is. Uh, he wrote it for agnostics, for example. People who believe there might be spirits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, they won't have a problem with it. Excellent. Uh, so I would say that um, that's my favorite because uh, it's so easy for people to use. There's not a lot of uh, verbiage. There's not a lot of difficult concepts to dig into. Uh, It's basically, there's some new age uh, vernacular, but uh, for the most part, it's very accessible, I think, for people.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So, Mark, if people have limited time or limited funds, which book would you highly recommend they start with?
1: Of our books, well, let me see. I'm going to say the first book. Okay. Uh, The first book even though it's about death, it's about uh, the spiritual causes of 9-11, it's very encouraging, I think, uh, because the it begins in a in a dialogue of death, and uh, it sort of brings you down for a while. But then when you uh, finish the book, uh, there's question and answer sessions at the end, where we invite people to, we invited people to ask their own questions, Seth readers, some of our friends, uh, you begin to see that um, there's something beyond death. Um, And throughout the book, Seth promises people that when they face their death issues, uh, they will attain um, a positive state of consciousness. nothing happens until you face the death issue according to Seth. Uh so when you come to a realization that uh, death is not the end uh, there are that there are reasons for you in this existence that you have issues and lessons uh that you can explore um life has meaning and you you begin to consider yourself on a a path a path of awakening rather than a person in a state of terrorism that's being um dominated by authorities
0: right exactly and uh, wow you just touched on something so profound there because the it, it, there are different stages to what you're talking about and initially most human beings go around completely ignoring the concept of mortality they they have You know, especially as you're growing up, you have a sense of immortality and even many adults are sleeping and the concept of mortality, it doesn't exist for them. If it happens to rear its head in some way or another, they quickly tamp it down and and go about their business. And I think the next phase comes when you're faced with your mortality and you have no choice but to look at it it becomes part of your reality either through your own near-death experience or through experiencing the death of a loved one then you go through the whole phases of the anger and the fear and you know all those things that come about and so the ultimate goal here is understanding that there really isn't any such thing as death yes there's death of a physical form there's death of a physical body but consciousness is it's nothing more than a transition into another state of being
1: yes I agree I agree. Um, sometimes our clients get upset when they come to Seth with uh, their um, experiences, let's say. Let's say they have, they're in deep uh, financial debt or they have a life-threatening illness. And Seth will say, well, congratulations. <laughs> You're about to embark on your uh, quest your quest for healing or Mm. your quest for a perception of the abundant universe Um, and if they can get beyond that uh, they can see what he means Uh, nothing happens until you let go of uh, the mortal coil what have you the feeling uh, the belief the theory that all that you are is a physical body uh, a lump of flesh and so on
0: that's exactly right Uh,
1: so you have to acknowledge, it seems to me, uh, the basis of the physical body, which is spirit, essentially.
0: Yes, absolutely. You also have a radio show called The Seth Frequency. Tell our listeners a little bit about that and where they can find that uh, radio program.
1: Well, I'm on Blog Talk uh, sla- blogtalkradio.com slash thesethfrequency. Frequency. And it's a little, uh, it basically amounts to 20 minutes of Seth lecturing. We don't have guests. Um, there's not enough time for guests really. It takes Seth a little time to uh, warm up and then he espouses uh, for about 20 minutes. Uh, and that's it. Uh, people people enjoy it. Excellent. And uh, we have about 200 episodes for people to experience as podcasts if they want to go to Talk.
0: Excellent. So yes, Transpersonal Radio listeners, do yourselves a favor and go over to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Seth Frequency and get caught up on those episodes. I've listened to some of them myself and I think you'll find a lot of information there. Very interesting. So Mark, in addition to providing you uh, with information for books, Seth also provides information through you in personal readings, correct?
1: Yes. Yes, uh, phone sessions, we call them. We do some face-to-face, and uh, currently, we're exploring uh, face-to-face sessions at expos, um, and in the various cities we visit to do the expos. We have private sessions with people. But for the most part, it's phone sessions. we, uh, the people call us usually. Okay. Uh, it takes What's a few seconds. Pardon?
0: What's the best way for people to reach out to you for a reading?
1: I would say visit my website, SethReturns.com. Excellent. And go through, uh, click on the readings uh, component, and it takes you to uh, the readings page. We have 20, 30, and 60-minute readings. Um, the 20-minute is introductory and so I think it's it's very inexpensive at this point I think it's $50 for a 20-minute session excellent. Uh, and that's the way to do it and Perfect. We have people that, we have people that have been uh, calling us weekly for years uh, they consider it their therapy
0: excellent where can people find your books
1: Well, you can order them through your local bookstore, wherever you are on the planet. You can order it through Amazon. You can order the books uh, through our website. Uh, I suggest that people order through our website because we also offer PDF versions. Uh, These are PDF files that you can read on any computer that has uh, Adobe Reader on there. So you don't have to have a Kindle or one of those other readers.
0: Excellent. Do you have any upcoming speaking engagements or expos scheduled where people can come meet you in person?
1: Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. I'll be in the uh, Sacramento, uh, the New Earth Expo in Sacramento on February 15th. Uh, The next one, I think, is going to be at the New Living Expo, this huge... um, New Age Festival in San Mateo on April 24th to April 26th. Uh, You can go to our website setletrans.com for specifics.
0: Perfect. Excellent. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing this information with our listeners and thank you to Seth as well for coming through himself a few times. That was fun.
1: Thank you, Angela. I really appreciate it and I enjoyed it.
0: Yes, thank you so much and Transpersonal Radio listeners, please be sure to go to our Facebook page and subscribe to our iTunes channel or through Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud. You can find us pretty much everywhere at this point. If you uh, go to transpersonalradio.com, you'll find more information about upcoming shows, how to become a guest, and past shows. Again, Mark, thank you so much, and you have a wonderful day.
1: Thanks. You too, Ed.
0: I want to give a shout out to Steve Schoen, an accomplished professional voice actor and audio producer who created my new intro and outro for Transpersonal Radio. Steve is based out of the Sacramento, California area. If you'd like to hire Steve for voiceover work, you can find him at soundsofmyvoice.com. That's Sounds with an S, soundsofmyvoice.com. Steve is also an event entertainer and wedding DJ. If you want to liven up your event with a truly talented and fun personality, check out sacramentoweddingdj.com. You can also find Steve on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash steve.shone. That's S-C-H-O-N. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future, future topic or be a, be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619 800 6057 or like our page. Facebook.com slash transpersonal radio.